Welcome to the podcast for St. James Cathedral, Seattle. The books of C.S. Lewis, even though he died in 1963, are still in print and bestsellers, including, by the way, in our cathedral bookstore. Most of them are allegorical fiction, like the screw tape letters. A few are children's books, but one of them is an autobiography. It tells of how he abandoned all religious belief during his teen years, but then around the age of 30 began to believe in God again and in Jesus Christ. Lewis titled his autobiography, Surprised by Joy, because he wanted the title to express the joy he received by finally finding what had been there all along. Both of the men in today's gospel were surprised by joy. In one way, the man who found the buried treasure and the merchant who found the amazing pearl are very much alike. But in another way, they are quite different. The first man is perhaps a lowly tenant farmer out plowing his employer's field. His plow suddenly strikes what may be a rock, but turns out to be a sealed pottery jar filled with gold and silver coins. In those days before banks, people often safeguarded their savings by burying them in the ground. By whom, he didn't know, but he did know that this discovery could change his life. And yet, if he let it be known, the landowner might claim it was his. So the plowman reburies the treasure and continues his plowing. Then when he gets home, he scrapes together all his meager savings and makes an offer to his employer for buying that field. He's careful not to appear too excited. That might arouse suspicion. The landowner agrees to the offer since, after all, the field is only a, a tiny part of his huge estate. And the farmer is overwhelmed with joy. This treasure will be worth far more than the little bit he had to pay for it. The merchant's situation is different. He had been searching all along for high-quality pearls. And one day he finds a fantastic one. He must have it. No price is too high to pay for this beauty, even if it means the sacrifice of all he owns. The kingdom of God is like that, Jesus is saying. Neither of the two men in that parable thought for a minute about their personal sacrifice. 
They thought only of the joy that would soon be theirs. Both men knew that their newfound discovery was worth far more than what they had had to sacrifice in order to obtain it, and that it would change their lives forever. The kingdom of God is like that, Jesus is saying. If we think only about the cost required of us in order to be loyal to Christ and to the church, we make our faith in our religion look grim and forbidding to anyone who might be inquiring about it. In today's gospel, Jesus is emphasizing not the cost, but the infinitely greater reward. From the great cloud of witnesses who, like the two men in the gospel and C.S. Lewis, have been surprised by joy, I'd like to quote these two voices. The first is St. Augustine, fourth century, Northern Africa. He was in his teens and twenties when he rejected being a, a Christian like his mother Monica was. It asked too much of him, he thought, giving up his physical pleasures, his concubine and their child, his personal freedom to do what he wanted to do, but with a lot of grace and his mother's tears working on him, Augustine finally gave in to the conversion of his life. Later on, he wrote in his famous confessions, what I previously feared to lose was now a joy to be without. You, O oh Lord, cast them out and entered in yourself a far sweeter joy than any human pleasure. The other voice is Alfred Delp, 1945, German Jesuit. He gave his life for Christ under the tyranny of Adolf Hitler. But his final letter to family and fellow Jesuits written in prison is full of joy and peace. Quote, I have been so stupid and foolish, so childish. Only the person who believes, who trusts, who loves God will ever truly know what human life is really all about. Joy is so important in life when Pope Francis wanted to write about the only way we can best proclaim the good news of Christ, he titled his letter, The Joy of the Gospel, and told us that we will never attract anyone to Christ or his gospel if our lives and our demeanor do not express great joy. Writing an exhortation on the subject of marriage and family life, Pope Francis gave it the title, The Joy of Love. Our former Archbishop Thomas Murphy chose as his Episcopal motto, you can see it painted on the wall in the 
west vestibule or carved into the floor over the crypt where he's buried. In Christo gaudium et spes, in Christ is joy and hope. One of my favorite quotes, which I framed and put on the wall in my apartment, is from the famous writer Abbot Columba Marmion. Joy is the echo of God's life in us. Joy is the echo of God's life in us. Have you been, as C.S. Lewis said, surprised by joy? Have you, as Jesus said, discovered your hidden treasure, your pearl of great price? When you do, it will change your life forever. <laughs>